Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Jay Moore, we got Shay, we got you here on this Back to Work Monday. But it's a football Monday for us here on the program because we just saw the Final Four become the great matchup that we're going to get in the Super Bowl, Cap. Super Bowl 57, Chiefs and Eagles. And so we talked about your time in Kansas City. You had to be able to see that. You had to see that in person. Kansas City, Missouri. Think about this. You're there to watch the game, one of the great home field advantages, and you're still thawing out from the cold. It had to be like less than, what was it, 15 degrees at game time? Kickoff was 11, wind chill a 1. Holy cow. what they told us there. Wow. It was cold, man. It was freaking cold, but it was awesome. Absolutely a spectacular environment that I so hope the Bears can replicate in Arlington Heights with the tailgating just for acres and acres and it was all red and the city was alive we drove by and there's uh it wasn't the art institute like we have the lions out remember these with the bear helmets on it but there were these famous statues in this little plaza area and they all had chiefs jerseys on like the whole city was just it was cool man it was really cool. Like being on a college campus, right? Yes. For a, col- for a college football Saturday. And a lot of Bengals fans there. Our hotel, we stayed at the Marriott. Mm-hmm. Our hotel, oh man, there were a lot of Bengal people there. But you got to like that, the, the tailgating. Because I saw this from Michelle Steele, our friend from ESPN, on social. And just seeing all the cars lining up to attempt to tailgate. Staying overnight, camping out, sleeping in their cars or their RVs. Getting ready for the game. Cap, that is, that's commitment. Now, could you imagine that in Chicago? Like, it's one thing for you to tailgate before the game and then go into the stadium at Soldier Field. But just like a college campus where you're sitting outside waiting for tickets or you're waiting for the game to start, you got your parking spot, it's all ready to go, and you're just waiting for the game to start. That is commitment from Kansas City fans. To see them there, and the news is covering all these people, they're outside in tents on... It's freezing cold on Saturday night, and one o'clock Sunday afternoon. I get I had my tickets on my phone. Mm-hmm. I get an email: the gates will open at one o'clock, like the parking gates. Yeah, I'm like wow, those people have been out there north of twenty four hours. That's the, that's the love, the love. Yeah, that's the love. Crazy. One guy had an old ambulance. He turned into. He called it a chief's mobile. Ridiculous. Another one had this big insane bus with a barbecue set up. It was unbelievable, man. That's ridiculous. Yes. But uh, but you love that that game. We're going to get to the Eagles in just a moment because we want to ask you, the Bears fan, a question about what we saw on their side of the ledger. But to see Kansas City against Cincinnati, a really good matchup. The storyline is, could Cincinnati go into Kansas City and beat them four times straight? Burrowhead or Arrowhead? That was the big storyline going in, right? And of course, Chris Jones wants you to know from the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't ever disrespect Arrowhead Stadium at Z-E-H-A! And Travis Kelsey wants you to know, and the Cincinnati mayor. Oh, Arrowhead my ass! Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni! <laughs> Never count out Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the KC defense and the home of the Chiefs. Can't You can't count them out because... 
uh, Mahomes has been fantastic. You think about this in the, in a big spot. He's got one ankle and he's out there and he needs to run the football late in the fourth quarter and he was able to get that first down and more because of Joseph Asai who pushed him while he was out of bounds just more added yardage tacked on and then of course the field goal and that was the winner for Kansas City and watching that kid in the post game was gut-wrenching he's crying and he's got teammates coming over putting their arms around him which was cool to see it's just a gut-wrenching way to lose, man. Yeah, I mean, God. yeah, I mean, that's not ultimately the reason why they lost. I think yes, that was the last play that we saw, but I was not satisfied with that offensive line for Cincinnati. We talk about it all the time. Burrow was sacked five times, had a couple of interceptions, and that intentional grounding. You were there, Cap. Intentional grounding. Now, he threw to a Bengal that was in the vicinity. But the referee said that that was an intentional grounding would also set the Bengals back in that game. Yeah, because he threw the ball right into the dirt and there was no one there. It was a, a Bengal around the area, but it was not, not in a position to try to catch the ball. No chance. He never tried to complete the pass at all. The other thing was the play that they blew dead and Cincinnati was outraged. The official ran on the field waving his arms to blow the play dead before it took it took off. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever saw it. And obviously, I wasn't watching the broadcast. But what I read online was people said CBS did a terrible job showing that official running on the field. They showed it later. CBS leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, there's Osai that's crying on the sidelines. And they showed him. You didn't see a cap because you're at the game. Four or five times they go to the celebration of what's happening with Kansas City, and they show Osai. Celebration, Osai. And they see him. You can know he's audibly crying. 22-year-old kid makes an uh, egregious error, and he's crying. But the announcers, Nance and Romo, do nothing about it. They don't say anything about that kid. They're just talking about Kansas City as if I was watching a Kansas City game cast. What about this kid? It's the, it is you know, the agony of defeat, and they didn't say anything about that kid. It was a bad job by CBS, I thought, in that spot. I really did. Well, Shea had his guy Romo on the broadcast. So. <laughs> well, that's why, Cap, that's why nobody knew the play was blown dead. He was screaming at Gene Steratore over the whistle being blown. Just fling it. A little risky. The wizard is still wizardry. But right here, oh, he might have been down. Well, left shit might have been down. $20 million a year for that. Thanks. The wizard is still wizardry. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 <laughs> and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Give Cap and I the money. Give it. Give it to us. We do a much better job. You could put, you could put an intern in that booth. <laughs> they do a better job. I mean, I'm sick of it. I'm right. so tired of it. A timeout is called. We watch the official wave his hands. We watch the timeout get called. We watch the clock stop. And the next thing we hear is Tony Romo. Gene, the clock's still running. And the reason why it's still running. And then Nance whispering from the background like somebody who just loathes his coworker. Uh, timeout called. Oh, well, you know, uh, it's because he was running backwards. Oh, so the man. clock was running. It That's, was stopped, Tony. It's a bad job there. So the other side of it, Cap, was San Francisco against Philadelphia. Some thoughts from Jalen Hurts as Philly wins the game. We played a really good team game. Uh, we played together. Uh, we overcame some things, and 
Um, we have the opportunity in front of us. We want to take advantage of it. We worked really hard to have this opportunity, so the job ain't done. Okay, so help me out here. My thoughts on Philadelphia is, boy, what an easy road to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the, the, the path is paved in gold. Oh, man. Now, I know it's not easy to win football games. It's the National Football League. But when you take a look at how they were able to cakewalk their way right through it, Cap, I mean, Giants. Giants who had no chance. And 49ers are down to Christian McCaffrey getting ready to go take snaps at quarterback. And they announced the backup was Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback. I'm not going to show my hand yet as far as who I think is going to win because we have to see the final totals and everything else that goes along with it. But I'm concerned that the Eagles, even though the score says 31-7, to because San Francisco is down to their fourth-string quarterback and Josh Johnson who had to leave the game because of a concussion and Brock Purdy was asked, can you go, even though you're hurt because you have a, a UCL injury, can you go? And Purdy says, I can only throw it 10 yards. And they say, okay, let's just hand it off and we'll figure out something with McCaffrey. Cap, with Philly, that impressive to you? I mean, they, they took on a four-string quarterback, and all they did is exclusively run the football for 148 yards. Nothing wrong with running the football. But Hurts did not light up the sky. He didn't have to, though. Why take a chance on throwing an interception, getting him hit? We're going to keep him healthy. We got this game put away. Just run it out. You think that his shoulder's okay for him to be able? Because it's going to be a whole different ball game against Kansas City. Whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. Whole different. Cap, can I just tell you, the Monday after the Super Bowl, if his numbers look like this against the 49ers, we're going to talk about it. Because I think that Jalen Hurts should be something that Justin Fields could look at and say, hmm, he runs the football. He's able to have a good arm and get it down the field to his receivers and tight ends. Maybe that could be me. And then maybe he could surpass Jalen Hurts at some point. But I look at them kind of the same. Of That's what Justin could be to yeah. start with. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say that's what Justin could be. I understand the comparison. Mm-hmm. I think it's more that's what we could build our team to look like. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the way I would phrase it. Yeah. But that is a veteran offensive line. If they're not number one in football, they're certainly in the top five. I mean, those guys have been together a long, long time. How about that pass rush? Oh, yeah. We're hoping to get one guy that can rush the, pa- rush the passer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. They, that thing? They just get after you. That is Son Reddick. Oh, my goodness, Fletcher what a Cox, player. All those Holy guys. smokes, Hassan Reddick, what a player. I, I mean, he was he wrecked that game yesterday. I guess from Philadelphia's standpoint, the thing that impresses me most, and yet our defense is a monster, that they run the football unapologetically. They run the football a ton. I know, passing league, vertical passing league cap. 39 rushing touchdowns in 2022. That's the most uh, rushing touchdowns in NFL history. 39 touchdowns running the football. Sirianni has it pretty much uh, meat and potatoes. Like, they do have receivers. They do have, you know, A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith. They've got Goddard. But they run the football. They do. And they make no apologies for having an offensive line that will just destroy you, a defensive line that will keep you from being able to drop back and survey the field. The one thing they don't do well, they don't defend against the run well. Mm-hmm. So does Kansas City with Isaiah Pacheco run the football? The fight doctor? That's Ferdy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's dead. Rest yes, he is. Yes. Um, K- 
Can they run the football with Isaiah Pacheco? We're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Jarek McKinnon. If they run the football effectively, Kansas City, and then can play action them to death, I think Kansas City wins the game. We'll see. It, it's so much to break down. I just know that the, you guys are talking about the defense. You know they just send three or four, Shay. They just send three or four. They don't blitz a ton. They don't. They don't blitz a ton. So it's it's going to be a, a fascinating matchup. But I guess when we talk about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, let's talk about this. Bears fans, jump in with us. And we see you on hold. We're going to get to your phone calls as well. We see you on the south side in Zion. Cap will get to your phone calls uh, coming up. But Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are going to the promised land. Is this the blueprint for Justin Fields? Do you believe that everything we talked about, their defense, how they run the hell out of the football, that's what Sirianni does, mm-hmm. and takes the pressure off of, uh, off of Hurts. We're wondering from you, is this the blueprint for Justin Fields and the Bears, based on how Philadelphia plays? Let's take your phone calls on that and, and your thoughts about the playoffs yesterday. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Your phone call's next on Cap'n J. Hood. <laughs> Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app with you till 10 o'clock. And then it's Mike Greenberg at 10, followed by Carmen Yurko at 12, Waddle and Sylvie at 2, Black and Abdallah from 6 to 8, right into Freddie and Fitzsimmons at 8 o'clock right here. That's our broadcast day here on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. By the way, you know who's on that Philadelphia team that hardly, I don't even know if he played. Robert Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's been banged up since yeah. he got there. Huh. Damaged goods, Cap. That's how you do it. That's it. It's like, Move on. It's like Kenny Williams trading Sergio Santos. He's like lights out closer, like as a Sox fan. Why the hell would you get rid of that guy? He go. We saw something. You saw something. Then he was always hurt. Always. <laughs> That's why you got rid of him, right? Yeah. Robert Quinn got you a fourth round pick. You move the money and move on. Right. So the hope is that the Bears win that deal. A small deal, but just Robert Quinn, as we know, when he was healthy and upright, he was a he was a monster. Wrecker. He was a monster. Set a record last year for the Bears, single season sacks. And he fits on that Philadelphia team, but he's not healthy. So he's I mean, that's a a really, really good player, not really a factor. That's how deep the Eagles are defensively. And I told you, Cap, when we were talking about teams that we admire in the National Football League, I said that, you know, I really admire Howie Roseman and how the Eagles operate. Oh, they, he's done an incredible job. Incredible. But I just think, when I think about um, Jalen Hurts, I saw him, by the way, in his purple jacket smoking. These he's, he's young guys with the cigars, they get the Cuban cigars yeah, that's, in there. That's off of the, Joe Burrow started <laughs> that. So Jalen Hurts is doing the same thing. And so now they're going to the Super Bowl. Is this the blueprint for Justin Fields and the Bears? 312-332-3776. Cap and I... We disagree on a lot of things. We agree on some things. But one thing we agree, that when you, if you're a Bears fan watching these playoffs, you have to think about your team. You may love the Bears, but the Bears don't look like anything that we saw. Oh, None my of goodness. Not, I mean, even the 49ers, defensively, they look, the Bears look nothing like these Final Four teams. The, the gap that we have got to start to close 
is so ridiculously wide. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Eagles have a veteran offensive line. They've got Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Hurts, Sanders, Gainwell. And then go to the defensive side. They get to the quarterback better than any team in the league. Holy cow. You sure the Eagles are up for the of the task? You sure? That defense is pretty tough, man. Okay. That defense is tough. If the Eagles work on that young secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs that we saw yesterday, because... To the Bengals' credit, my God, the balls you put on the table on fourth and five and fourth and six. I, even today in 2023, it makes me a little nervous. I might not have a skin in the game or a dog in the fight with any of these teams, but this, is that a little bit of an odd disconnect for you as a football fan? Like, we're so used to third down. If you don't get it, you just give up. You just punt. Fourth and seven. Oh, God. We'll go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I get the chills like... This ain't going to work. And how about that throw he made to Chase? Oh. The one that got picked off, T. Higgins is there, but there's double coverage. Probably not the right decision to throw it. Right. But the one defensive back who dove in front, got his hand up, tipped it in the air, then it was picked off. That really was, that wasn't on T. Higgins. I want T. Higgins here. T. Higgins is a number one, 6'4", 220 pounds, monster. You're so right about that fourth down play. And then, like, third and 16 to Hurst, Burrow. I mean, you had no wide shot in that open. game. And wide open, and he gets the first down like, holy cow. I still have to adjust my eyes as a football fan. Like, hey, man, just because it's third long doesn't mean that to give up. They're going for it. For us, it would hand it off in a punt. Well, you know what? That's not my fault. That's watching too much Bears football. Correct. That's not my fault. That's why I hope next year the Bears win 10 games. I just don't see it. There's so much that has to get done there. I want to see, I want to see uh, Getsy put his balls on the table and say, all right, all right, Fields, fourth and seven, we can get this. Let's go. <gasps> Better have weapons. <laughs> right, exactly. Boy, Travis Kelsey, oh, man, man, oh, man, is that guy good. You know you're a good football team when you say, hey, we got four downs. And we're going to use every down to get the first down so we can move the chains. Huh? Correct. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. We got the Friday folder. I'm sorry, not the Friday folder. Worst weekends. Worst weekends coming up at 935 here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Uh, Jimmy Mack is in Orland Park on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Jimmy Mack. Morning, guys. How we doing? Good. What's up, man? Thanks, Thanks for calling. Good. Yeah, real quick. Uh, Cap, I used to work with you back at NBC Sports Chicago. I was an intern there, uh, and I was an editor there from about 06 to 07. And I just got to tell you, man, I know you don't remember me, but you were literally the nicest guy. Loved working with you. It was great recording the uh, the CTL opens when you would come into the edit bays and everything. Just pleasure working with you. So it so, uh, was sad to see that come to an end. Oh, I appreciate uh, you. I think, but, Thanks a lot, yeah, but, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Cap. Though I think uh, I think the Eagles are the team that you want to build, get the Bears to be like, but not necessarily. I think I think Fields can be even better than Hurts. I think Hurts has some limitations. I think Fields is a better runner. I think he's a better thrower at the end of the day. But I don't agree that there's a gap. I think the gap is not as large as you think it is. Really, the Eagles they were dead last in pass rush last season. Now they're first. They made a couple signings in free agency. I think if the Bears build in free agency and draft on both sides of the line, I don't think that they're that far off, and I think Fields is a big part of that. I think if they use Fields the way that the Eagles use him, 
and they give him some weapons and they give him some protection and they get a couple pass rushers and free agency's full of them and so is the draft, I think they can be a 10-win team next year. I, I don't see any scenario, Jimmy. That offensive line for the Eagles has been together in large part for a long, long time. There just isn't enough in terms of draft picks, free agents, that you can go out and turn yourself from one year, three wins to ten. I don't see it. Plus, add enough depth to deal with a 17-game NFL season. I don't see it. I hope I'm wrong. That's just me being honest. I think that in the Andy Reid administration where you saw them being a bridesmaid a lot, but they were always in the mix for the playoffs. They had some good years with Andy Reid in Philly. But then the divorce is going to happen, Cap, because you know Reid probably got tired of the Eagles, and the Eagles got tired of him, so that's fine. You move on and try to um, outdumb the room by having Chip Kelly as your head coach. You got one wild card in there, but that wasn't going to work. Doug Peterson changed the fortunes of that team, getting us to the Super Bowl, and since then... They've been to three playoff games going back to 2018. I like the consistency of that Eagles franchise. Outstanding. They had the one dip and they got rid of Doug Peterson. There had to be more to that story. You win the Super Bowl in 2018. He got fired, what, 2020? Yeah, win the Super Bowl, yes, 17 season 18. And then lost the division in 18. And in 19, lost the wild card, and then he was fired after 4-11. and 11. There's a very obvious more to that story. I'll fill in the blank. Carson Wentz. Fair. Yeah, fair. That's why mm-hmm. the Bears never, ever engaged on a trade. Peterson told his dear friend Matt Knight, stay away. Stay away. Mm-hmm. Do not go get that guy. He got me fired, he'll get you fired. Well, he got himself fired anyway. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, this is the right move. Nick Sirianni. He's the head coach, and his team's going to the Super Bowl. a great job. Yeah. Obviously, this is something to dream about as a kid, and uh, all these guys on our team have dreamt about this their entire lives, too. And so just to be able to do this together with a bunch of men that love each other, that are connected to each other, that would do anything for each other, it's pretty sweet. That's exactly right. All right, let's go back to the phone lines and talk. wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. What? Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Okay, get out of there, Kelsey. No one asked you to jump in. So good. 312-332-3776. We're just trying to get back to the phone lines. As we talk to you, we go to the south side. Here's Ben. Don't ever disrespect Arrowhead Stadium. Okay, all right. G-E-H-A field at Arrowhead Stadium. All right. Ben from the south side. Hello, Ben. Hey, what's happening, y'all? Hey, man, I'm trying to get to you, and they keep interrupting me. This, this Chris Jones and this Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, earlier you all was asking who was uh, greater, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. And it's easily Patrick Mahomes, okay? And I'm going to prove it, okay? Who's the best running back of all time? For me, it's Walter Payton. Yep. Okay, that's, that's, that's what I grew up on, Walter Payton. Until I saw Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders made and did the most amazing runs ever. Okay? He's the best runner of the football I've ever seen, Barry Sanders. Right. Walter Payton is the greatest many, running back I've ever seen. Go Barry run, how Go many titles has Barry Sanders uh, earned? None. Okay? Teams win championships. Okay? So this whole thing about uh, great, I'm the boy Marino t- retired. At the time, Marino retired. He was considered the greatest quarterback of all time. Why? Because we all saw it. 
We all saw the touch Marino had. We all saw him throwing to receivers that were 5'9 down the field 50 yards. Okay? I've seen Marino. I've seen Elway. I've seen uh, Joe Montana. Jeff George was supposed to have this great arm. Okay? I've seen Aaron Rodgers. I've seen Brett Favre. I've never seen anybody do the plays that Patrick Mahomes has doing right before our eyes. And the guys that are working with you, brother, are uh, uh, paid to tell you that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. And, and all the who, who, who's paid? Ben, Ben, we're having a what? Ben, who's paid to say something about Tom Brady? What do you mean? What I'm saying is all these talking points of Burrow wins, Burrow's better than, uh, you know, the talking points that you guys have uh, on your shows, okay? Uh, when they tell you to say that... Uh, wait, I, wait, I wait, 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 who's telling us? And we don't have talking points. You have producers, man. You have talking points. You have a script. We do okay? not have a script. I, 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 yeah, you, you obviously you, haven't listened. We we do not have one note in front of us. You, you have no idea what you're talking about, Ben. You, you're going to tell me about my business? You want, okay. why, don't you, why, don't you, why don't you ask us how we do our business? You have no okay. idea how we do our business. Okay, okay. Well, what about this? What about this? How, how, about, how, about, how, about, how about this? How about we go to Jesse on the, on, from Zion? So we've, we've heard about all the quarterbacks you've seen. Great. But you, unless you know about our business, you can't tell me what we do. Let me, let, let, me, let, let, me just, let me just help you, Ben. What we do is, I've said this numerous times, we're ad-libbing, what was it, cap, like 20, 25,000 words a day? Correct. So, so we, yeah, we're watching the games, and we see the box scores in front of us. Nothing is scripted here. I don't know what, he, what Jonathan's going to say. No. I may not agree with him. Right. I may agree. We, we don't we have, go, no. all right, Hoodie, you take them home side. I'll take the no, no. That will never happen. No. Never. And I've produced shows like that before. I produced shows like that down the dial before, but I've never done that. Me either. But so this... Talking points or scripts that we have? No, no. This this is this is not undisputed. It's Cap and J Hood. Correct. Jesse in Zion. Uh, we'll get to your phone call coming up, and also we'll have worst weekends on Chicago's Home for Sports. Here's today's headlines with Cap and J Hood. In our headlines, Bobby Hull passed away this morning at the age of 84. The Super Bowl is set as the Chiefs will play the Eagles in Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, marking Patrick Mahomes' third Super Bowl appearance in five years. Candace Parker signed with the Las Vegas Aces in free agency, ending her two-year run with the Chicago Sky. Billy Donovan, the head coach for the Bulls, says Lonzo Ball is nowhere near playing and will make a, deci- make a decision for the remainder of the season at All-Star break. On Cap and Jay Hood. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Too black, too strong. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Glad to have you in with us here this morning as we talk to you about the playoffs, man. How fantastic it was. Okay, maybe the first game wasn't necessarily the uh, the strongest. 
um, because the 49ers didn't have their quarterback in place. And who knows, if Purdy's healthy, could he do anything against the Eagles? That's one. But two, that thrilling nightcap, Kansas City defeating Cincinnati uh, in comfort-behind fashion, just a fantastic game for Cincinnati against Kansas City. And uh, so now the Super Bowl is set. It's the Eagles against uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And we're talking to you about it here. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. There he is. It's Joey G from Melrose Park. Our guy. What's happening, man? What's up, Dad? All right. Question one for uh, Benny Boy. He just got his invitation to the wedding with Eddie's table. Um, <laughs> oh, so you wait. You're done with Ben from the South Side. You don't want to hear from him anymore. You say? No, no, no. Ben's already at the table. Oh, I see. Yeah, Ben's got yeah. an invitation, and and so does Mo calling up and talking about his art. But anyway, going to your question that Ben didn't understand. Yeah. Yes. We should go in the direction like the Philadelphia Eagles. Cap, I agree with you. Pickens, let's go get them. But I agree with Cap 100%. It ain't going to happen. We got to sit down for four years and wait till it happens. Because we need depth. Mm. That Eagles team has got Depth. Yes, they do. And somebody, an amazing offensive hurt. and defensive line. Yeah, somebody gets hurt, somebody steps in. It's like it's like a revolving door for that team. So, you know, if, if we get pickings and somebody gets hurt, who are we going to put in? St. Clair? Would you say St. Clair? <laughs> By the way, yesterday they announced at the stadium. Crazy. We're in there at the stadium, and they said, here are the Chiefs inactives. Wide receiver, Amir Smith, Marset. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. He's on the Chiefs. A nightmare. Guy's going to get a Super Bowl <laughs> ring, potentially. <laughs> Could you imagine, after being uh, garbage with the Bears, with this offense that wasn't going anywhere, that guy could be walking up saying, yes, my ring, please. Yes. Yeah, what a reward. He's sitting on the bench waiting for the ring. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. What a reward for getting stripped at the end of the Vikings game and having your ass sent to the pine. You get picked up to be garbage in Kansas City, and you get a ring out of it. I mean, as soon as they said it, I went. What a gift. Who? And I'm looking on my I'm like, oh, my God. They picked that guy up when we let him go. Amir Smith-Marset. You know what Andy Reid said? He was a bear. <laughs> we could use him. <laughs> Maggie, help him. Help him out. Practice squad guy. <sighs> Need some coffee. <laughs> help me. They, they did a feature. We watched like Chiefs Insider in the hotel. Yeah. They ride to work with Andy Reid. It's like 3.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's in. Sh- it's, it's cold out. He's in shorts. And he's got his bag and they're riding in the car. It's still dark out. And there he is talking about how much... I get to get up, do this every day. It's the great. Like, you can tell that's just who he is. 3.30 in the morning, he's got shorts on. Shorts. Okay. Did he have a hat on? Probably had a hat on, right? He did not have a hat on. Oh, my God. Get sick that way. He did not. He had a jacket on. Chief's jacket. Big, huge Chief's jacket. And then there he is, and he walks into this amazingly gorgeous complex, and there's the office with this big glassed-in room, and that was the room where he did... Five hours on the whiteboard and with film with Patrick Mahomes and went, we're good. Take him. Draft him. Man, he's wearing shorts. He's like, Yerk, 
Get yeah. the get the jacket and shorts on because you got to have the air conditioning on the bottom. Half. Correct. I understand. <laughs> I it get was, it. It was just a great feature. We got worse weekends, but here we get uh, Jesse and Zion has been holding patiently. Go ahead, Jess. Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks. How you doing? Thanks for holding. Oh no problem, no problem. Uh, let me let me read my script real quick. Guys. Okay, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your bullet points, yes. Uh, but no, I just wanted to talk about the Pat Mahomes topic from earlier. Uh, so I I kind of agree with Shay because uh, he like passes the eye test like better than I I think any QB in like history because um, he's just he's unique and um, I did, I. I think that's what Shea was getting at. Like, he's the Steph Curry of the NFL, you know. Because um, we all know Steph is, like, the best shooter. Yeah. But but he's not the best of all time as, like, Tom Brady is in the NFL. He's like MJ. Okay. I really yeah. like – this is one of our best calls of the day because you opened up our eyes, I think, with that comparison. So – if Steph Curry, you say he's the best shooter, which, Cap, you'd agree, best yes. shooter in the league, right? Yes. Best shooter you've ever seen on a regular basis? Yes. From and there's three. some others that are, that Ray Allen was an amazing shooter. Yeah. That, Draza. I was reading an article recently that if had you had the three-point line, they didn't have it, mm-hmm. and you went back and rewatched every game Pete Maravich played, mm-hmm. Pete Maravich's scoring numbers would have been insane. That's how good a shooter he was. But he didn't have the three-point strike. So in your mind, Jesse, LeBron is the best that's going in the NBA, but um, Steph Curry's the best shooter. Is that how you see it? No, I was comparing Tom Brady to MJ, and Steph is Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. I just, you know, for, for me, and I understand, Shea's saying that he's the best he's ever, ever seen at the position, but still saying that Brady's the greatest. And what what in what Shay's getting at, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Shay, is that can you differentiate better uh, the best from the greatest? Yeah, it's just two different things. Yeah. I mean, the greatest includes your list of accomplishments. Like for a long time, the argument used to be Aaron Rodgers is clearly more talented than Tom Brady. I never really agreed with that, but people would make that argument, and they go, "Well, Tom Brady's got more accomplishments, but Rodgers is better." I think Mahomes clearly not on the greatest trajectory. I mean, he is. Maybe. If he keeps playing like this, he Maybe. is, obviously. Maybe. But he, not right now. He is the best I've ever watched. Right? Not for, for if years. If he does this for another 20 years, Cap, he's going to be so much the greatest, it won't even be funny. Okay, let's see if he can last that long. Yeah, absolutely. That's when it comes out. Like, when, those, when it's all said and done, what if Mahomes is the best we've ever seen? Best and, and the greatest. We will see. We'll find out. Grew up in the era of watching Montana and Elway and Fouts and Moon. Marino. And, and, and Marino and Plunkett and, and Fouts. Do I say Fouts? Maybe. Oh, Fouts and all the, those guys. We grew up in the era where man, 14, 15 teams had a quality quarterback. And their backups were just as good in that era in the 80s. Correct. That's what I grew up with. But, you, but it is true that Mahomes is doing something different. He is... He is pushing out Eddie from the north side that says that you have to stand back there and like a statue and just take it. Here's a guy here that can do both. Throw on the run. He can be able to run with the football and be able to pass in the pocket. He can do all those things. Correct. He's also bit, he walked into the perfect situation. Sit for a year behind a Pro Bowl quarterback and Alex Smith. Yeah. Go to the greatest teacher of quarterbacks in the history of the league, Andy Reid. You have Tyreek Hill, have Travis Kelsey, have all this talent. It was the perfect situation. If you dropped him in here, 
He would he would not be that guy. He would not. No. He'd just be a we dope. We don't know. We'll never know. Well, he'd just be a dope with a C on his hat. That's right. He, that's who he'd be. Be like, yeah, this guy's erratic. <laughs> that's what they'd say. <laughs> All right, we got to get to worse weekends. Go ahead, Jay Moore. Swept by the Pirates. We can only ask or wonder that he is asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. Falling in an outhouse? Or maybe a dose of instant karma. The evidence would lead me to believe that he did not break the plane before getting rid of the ball. And who knows what's going on inside that helmet. It's time to find out who had the worst weekend on Cap'n J. Hood. Time to take a look at worst weekends. Here's Shane Norling. Shane? All right, we're going to start with the obvious. Joseph Osai goes right at the top of this list. Uh, brutal way to end that game. Committing the penalty that lost you a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You can't get around it, Cap. Can't get around it. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I mean, it cannot happen. I disagree vehemently with Courtney uh, Cronin, who was on with us, who said, you know, what else could he have done? And he's taking that angle. Not that. We see a lot of guys chase people out and not rough the quarterback like that. Cannot happen. And Mahomes was not going to turn it back up. He was already five feet out of bounds. Yeah, terrible. I'm telling the press he's trying to make a play, but you just can't make a play in that spot. Just can't do it. Agreed. And you had one of the – who was it, Shay? One of the players that they had it mic'd where the Bengals were going to the locker room and a guy was yelling, saying, hey, man, this is my last opportunity. I think it was Pratt for uh, the Bengals. Geronimo Pratt. Believe so. Yeah. He's screaming like, what the F would you do that? You know, this is my last shot at the Super Bowl. I don't know if he's retiring or leaving the team, but he's like, why the F would you do that? He's so upset. All right, give us a second choice. How about the San Francisco 49ers? As if things couldn't get worse for you. You're already down Trey Lance. You're already down Jimmy Garoppolo. Then you're down Brock Purdy because he does something to his UCL that still hasn't been disclosed in the first two attempts of that game. Then you're down Josh Johnson because he gets concussed, so you roll Brock Purdy back out to do nothing but hand the ball off. And then your team starts getting in fights because they can't compose themselves knowing their shot's over. Yeah. I mean, think about that, Cap. I mean, you're going through the season, and what we're doing is we're applauding the 49ers for keeping the system going no matter who the quarterback is. And then this happens at the end, just a complete waste there. You got your four-string quarterback. Johnson's never thrown a, a playoff pass, and then he gets concussed. It's just a bad situation. Yeah, he got slammed. His head slammed uh, to the top. Uh, that was scary. Yeah, they just lost it. They, got, they ran out of gas, period. And, so, and it goes back to what you and I were talking about off the air. Cap, you and I grew up with three quarterbacks on a roster. Yeah, I don't understand why the league would do that. You want to watch Christian McCaffrey line up at quarterback or no. Kyle Juszczyk? No. Come on. Remember, you can gamble in all four quarters of the NFL. Correct. A quarterback, even though a third stringer can keep it alive somehow. Right. That's the only, and so that was the conversation yesterday. Like, how come there's not three quarter? Okay, well, it should be. That should, they should have never gotten away with three quarterbacks. What, some special teams guy is something you've got to have on the roster? Well, didn't the rule used to be that if you put the emergency quarterback in – the other two couldn't come back in unless the emergency quarterback got hurt. I, I think I remember that so rule. So you couldn't yes. skirt the rules by having special plays for a third guy. I remember that rule. 
There, of course you should have a third quarterback no, in there. In the playoffs? Yes. That's Absolutely. Not, that's not what you want. Agreed. So we got more Worst Weekends. We have a few more selections. Don't forget, you can vote on our Worst Weekends at ESPN 1000 on Twitter. Cap and Jay Hood, Morning Show. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Worst weekends right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. All right, Shay, what else do we have? Did you see what happened with the Empire State Building last night? I did, and that is <laughs> reprehensible. They had a pre-scheduled event. They were going to put the lights up uh, in the colors of both the NFC and AFC champion. The result, of course, is the New York Giants city had to put up the Philadelphia Eagles colors. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand it at all. I mean, just like... So we take whatever was whatever the Sears Tower is called these days, Willis Tower, whatever it's called. Hey, the Packers are in the playoffs. Let's just light it up green. So I mean, uh, will we ever do that? Never. Okay. So never. Okay. Why, so why Shay? Why did they have to do it? They had a pre-scheduled event. They were going to put the colors of both the NFC and AFC champion up. But so nothing's when, happening in New York. Why do you have to do that on that building? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't work on the uh, Empire State Building's PR. You staff. understand the point, though, right? Right. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't get why this was a thing at all. But that was a pre-scheduled event to celebrate both the NFC and AFC champion, and it resulted in celebrating the Eagles. And then there was a group that showed up demanding the building engineer turn those lights off turn and put another off. color in. It's incredible. Yeah. They were, it went they viral on Twitter. They they got into spouts, uh, spats with Dave Portnoy. There were people underneath yeah, Portnoy, uh, saying things like, New York hates you. <laughs> it, was like, it was crazy. The Empire State Building got killed by its own city. Portnoy, how lame is the Empire State Building? Lighting up a New York building in the colors of an NFC East rival. What an absolute piece of blankety-blank building. I'd be embarrassed to have it in my city. They should knock it down. <laughs> oh, man. See, that that's... is a funny last line, but did you see the Empire State Building's account reply to him? Mm. They just posted a video of him crying, which I thought was a great, oh, great response. Just, just, so bad weekend, but kudos to the Empire State Building. Just the, wow. just the outrage. I don't know. Go ahead. Next. Your boy, Hoodie, uh, got a little inebriated, Stetson Bennett, was knocking on random doors, and it wound up in his arrest for public intoxication. And he got, ta- did you see the video? Oh, a little Rosillo there. Go ahead. Did you see the video? No. <laughs> he got tackled by the Dallas police harder than that fraudulent TCU team that shouldn't have been in the playoff ever touched him. He got lit up. Mm. Took off, tried to run. Bam! <laughs> I didn't see the like video. Like right into this brick, like, um, it was like a, like a little flower box thing. Yeah. Holy cow. I didn't see this. You heard no. him yelling. No. <laughs> I did not see this. It was bad. Watch this. It's bad. Stetson Bennett, our quarterback, getting inebriated, getting drunk. And then banging on doors in Dallas. Oh, my God. Well, that's the worst weekend. So we'll put it up at ESPN 1000 on Twitter for you to vote. Now time for the Cap and Jay Cut of the Day brought to you by... That would be Chicago Cut Steakhouse. David Flom and Matt Moore's Dining Marvel at LaSalle and the River. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Eric Bieniemy has been offered two interviews at two different places as offensive coordinator because he doesn't call the plays. Andy Reid does. Mm-hmm. 
which what we heard there was if he leaves, Nagy becomes OC. Okay. The system is the system. That's Reed's it. still he's still up there. All right. I got the plays here. Don't worry about it. Black coffee, four, four sugars. Thanks, Matt. All right, here we go. Bacon, eggs, sausage on two. Here we go. Uh, so good. Biscuit, biscuits and syrup. Here we go. On three. <laughs> you got to have that deep breath, man. <laughs> My guy, Andy Reid. He and I just trying to take a breath, just trying to just trying to get the job done. So good. All right, my friend, let's do this tomorrow at uh, seven o'clock. I have one other thing for you, Snorling. Has anyone had a better career to start than Patrick Mahomes? We had Gretzky and Tiger with Derek Jeter won four World Series in five uh, years. He's a fourteen-time All Star, five World Series, an MVP in that run of World Series at the start, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, stop yourself. One of the most overrated baseball players of all time. Oh, my God. Wow. I love the... Oh, who, who's, who's doing the rating, by the way? I that love all the hold defensive on, highlights because he had no range. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're having a conversation, I, I thought. Well, who makes the rating? Who overrates it? Me, damn it. Okay, you say he's overrated, and who's doing the rating? Me, damn it. Okay. Well, all the people. Like, this guy gets a documentary people. like he's Jordan. He gets this gold glove highlight reel because he had no range. All these plays where he has to dive because he can't move 10 feet. He won five gold gloves. Worst, worst award. He has the five worst times silver slugger. I know, you hate, I know you hate metrics. He has the worst defensive runs uh, saved or whatever, uh, again, among shortstops. Like ever, I don't. I can't hear you because I'm. I'm hearing Derek Jeter's rings. Yeah, banging on the console. Can't who hear cares? It's a team series. I, I, I care. I. You know. You said who cares? I care. I just. I just read the championships and the accolades. I care. He had 3,500 hits, but a 3,465. Yes. Yeah. Overrated. Over 300 for his career. Yeah. This, Jackaloon. Oh yeah, you can't. Overrated. You, you, you can't go out there every day, provide those numbers, and be overrated. He'll be he's over, a good he, player. He's just overrated. He'll be overrated as a as a Hall of Famer. You know, I'd take that. I'd sleep at night, especially, well especially with the nine women that he's been with. I'll sleep at night. Nine. Ninety. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening and calling you being part of the program here on ESPN 1000. Our thanks to Shay and Jay Moore on the other side of the glass. You do, let's uh, do this tomorrow, Tuesday. Looking forward to it, man. Good to be back. Now hopefully our football team can start making some progress. So long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago.